Please listen carefully. And now, live from the attic that smells like a basement in McKinney, Texas, it's the Assuming Positions Podcast, featuring two guys high-fiving with words, Kevin and Mikey. Hey everybody, welcome to the Assuming Positions Podcast. Kevin over here. And Mikey over here. And today on the podcast, I believe it's time to open up the feed for Nerd Alerts. <laughs> Nerd Alerts for the month of February. Fe- February. Why is there an R in there? <laughs> you can say it without it. I, I think that's Everyone says it without it, which is why there should be no R in there. I say it every, I think I say it every year. Go check last year's Nerd Alerts. I think I said the same thing. <laughs> It's one of my pet peeves. On the list of top 10 pet peeves, the R in there. And the N in Wednesday. Wednesday. Yeah. Well, that comes from Woden and Odin. But that makes me curious. If I'm sure there's some like etymological or mythological explanation for why it's February. I wish I knew that off the top of my head. I do not. Has anyone, have you ever heard anyone pronounce it? No, it's February. Yeah. <laughs> Weird. You're asking the wrong guy, though. Because b- listening between the two, I probably wouldn't hear it if they said it right anyway. <laughs> Can't pull the deaf kid card every time. Or just this time. I'm, I'm February <laughs> and February. Yeah, I'm out. Even British people, I don't think they say the R. Yeah, but they say aluminum. That's, that's what I was going to say. Could you bring the aluminum to the laboratory <laughs> in February? Yes. Can you put that on the schedule, please? Unless it creates controversy. <laughs> Controversy. <laughs> no. Putting all the syllables in the wrong place. <laughs> but it is February and it is nerd alerts. Nerd alerts. Nerd nerd alerts. My favorite. It is your favorite, really? Yeah. You I like do it. so much work. <laughs> but that's why it's my favorite, because <clears throat> it's not really work. This is just, hey Mikey, what have you been up to for the last couple of weeks? What mm. have you been reading about? Yeah. And uh, well, also reading about, but also watching, and that is trailers. How I like to start things up up top with. Do you like trailers? Have you always been a tra- do you are you one of those people? Have you always been one of those people who's like we yes. gotta get to the movie? Like I've there's some, been some people in my life. <laughs> yep, I might be married in one of them. No offense, <laughs> I don't think she listens, but who are like don't worry about it. The movie doesn't start to like ten minute ten fifteen minutes after the time because they. I'm like yeah I know, <laughs> but I need to be there to see the trailers. Yes, are you one of those people too? I. I don't get grumpy if we miss them. Yeah. I do like that 30-minute buffer on the clock. Right. But if given my druthers, I'm mm-hmm. there for the trailers yeah. as well because that is part of the fun. Yeah, and I think we're old enough to where you couldn't see it unless you went to the theater. That's true. We didn't have the luxury of being able to just see the trailer online. Yeah, no YouTube. No, it would be you see the trailer there, and they what they showed on TV, the, the commercial was cut differently than mm-hmm. the trailer. Absolutely. So it was something different. Yeah, they had the theatrical trailer yeah. and the TV trailer. Yeah. And then you go to places like Alamo where they show old trailers uh, that are relevant to what you're watching. That's all. It's perfect. Yeah. Or just crazy things that I don't know where they find some of this stuff. I mean, I've trolled around the internet looking at goofy stuff, and they find stuff yep. to go in front of movies that are related to it somehow that is like, what? where did you find this? They're going back to the OG film source, like yeah. the reels. Yeah. It's like we spliced it from this thing from 83. It was the weirdest. It only ran once. Yeah, it's true. 
Uh, but trailers, yes, I love them. I'm glad you're with me, and we that's why we go to the movies together. We, we work well. Mm-hmm. We, we show up on time for the trailers. But one of the ones that's got me excited, we mentioned it last Nerd Alerts, but now we're finally getting visuals on it, and that's Mandalorian Season 3. Oh, yeah, the full trailer. I yeah. wish I could do that cool flute noise, but I can't. It's the, the Star Wars equivalent of the good, the bad, and the ugly whistle. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I also think it sounds like Gondor calling for aid. <laughs> it's just to make Not Scott mad. <laughs> like the, what did they call them? Braziers? Are they braziers? Beacon? Beacons. Like the beacons. Yes. That's what it was. Mm-hmm. In a brazier, though, you weren't. It wasn't a brazier. <laughs> the brazier beacon. But Mando's coming back, and that's the trailer did its job immediately. I am hyped for it. Oh, yeah. So hyped. I mean, we talked about Andor last week. Yes. And I think it was pretty unanimous that it's probably one of the bestest things they've done other than Mandalorian. True. But I'll take more Mando. It looks they're like they're going to go interesting new places. And it looks like, I mean, this may just be biased because of how much fun I had with Andor. It looks like they're taking cues from what kind of worked. I know that timeline doesn't, it's not like they waited for fan feedback on Andor to be like, okay, let's make Mando. Yeah, I know. But I think they're leveling up from what they did on Andor because we're getting more locales. Mm-hmm. We're getting more Mandalorians. Mm-hmm. The army's yeah. coming back. Yeah. The armorer and the, looks like John Favreau is in there, but I, I couldn't quite tell. Mm-hmm. I think so, yeah. Oh, man. There was also a quick little snippet of going through a, a canyon, and he had, like, TIE fighters on his tail. Yeah, and he was going sideways. Yeah, and that's always fun because one of the things I like so much about Andor was they're exploring, like, oh, well, here's the ISB. Let's explore it some more, mm-hmm. which was done in books and stuff, but never in, in live action. I would like them to explore the uh, remnant of the Empire more. Oh, for sure. in this one because, I mean, that's smart. It's a galactic-wide empire that was, yes, they were defeated. The emperor was defeated. I think the New Republic is in charge in Coruscant stuff. Mm-hmm. But it's almost like you're going to have like these James gang guys, because Jesse James and all those guys were former Confederates who are still running around yeah, not wanting to give up the war. Yeah, they still had right. yeah, jobs to do and the right. skills to do them. Right, and that's just like a gang of guys. But when you have like whole planets that were full of Imperials, yeah, and how many of them are going to surrender and say, let's go home, and how many of them are going to be like, no. Set up their own little yeah. sovereignty right there. Come get us. Yeah. You're going to have to take us out. That's what's interesting to me. And, like, there's only little snippets, like you're saying, but it does seem they're hinting at something big. Because, like, uh, Grief Karga's back. I'm not sure if he's the one actually delivering the line, but it sounds like him. And he's talking to Mando, and he's like, you came back, and you're right in the middle of it. It's like, in the middle of what? And then they show a whole bunch of location shots. You're like, okay, this is bigger in scale. Yeah. We're getting to see the galaxy. But my question is, so Grogu left the temple. Yeah. Because he showed up in Boba Fett. Mm -hmm. That's the whole, that's sort of where we left things off. But at the end of this trailer, we see him use the Force. Yeah. My understanding is that him having made the choice to leave, he can't be, he can't use that stuff. You can use the Force if you got it. But is it like ever, is it like verboten? Is it like, are you breaking a Jedi law or rule? I don't think so. Because I thought there was more consequence to Grogu turning away from Luke Skywalker. Oh, well, yeah, I don't know. I mean, he might not get trained more. I'm not sure because they're, they have added into the lore in the animated series the stuff with like 
certain races that the, they use the force into them. They're like shamans or magic users, basically, but it's still the force, but they're yeah, never yeah. Jedi. They're like wildlings. Almost. Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, there's that. They've never really explored that stuff much. It's always just been like Jedi, not Jedi. Yeah. Or Jedi, you're either Jedi or Sith. And like everything's been real black and white. And that's what was neat that they were doing in Andor is they're like going more into the gray world of stuff. So that's what makes Ahsoka interesting too is because she has her ups and downs. Yeah, that's true too. So yeah, hopefully we get more on that because there's a lot of neat stuff to explore in there. I'll give one thing for a guy who was always more Star Wars than Star Trek. (laughs) Star Trek always did a better job of not being so black and white with stuff. True. They explored more of the grays and the drama and the things. Sometimes it was campy, but not in the lit, not in the next generation of stuff. It was a little more sophisticated in the later series. And they usually showed like if it was an argument or a conflict, they were pretty good about showing like both sides. Right. To it. Yeah. Right. I'm right. with you. It's interesting. I, I don't know if there's how much resistance there is to that. Like most of the stuff I see on Andor, people say it's good, but I, no, you know what? I, I did see one guy on YouTube saying this isn't star Wars. Because um, it is too morally gray. It isn't, yeah. It isn't too it isn't, force versus the it dark. It isn't like, uh, you know. Dark side. Yeah. I get it if you're going to say Star Wars is this. True. But also it's kind of not because George Lucas, this wasn't his whole full intention. And I mean, as, as far as like evolution of your media and story go, that's what you want. You want more mature themes. Like right. if it was always black and white, hero gets the win. I mean, yeah, that's fun, but also repetitive. I don't know. Right. I don't know. So maybe there's people coming after Grogu is all I'm saying, because he's definitely using the force. I just thought he wasn't. That right. was a, a no-no. I'm curious to see what they do with it. I am too. I'm curious to see if they're keeping him a baby for like, I really want to know how long those, what that Yoda peoples, how long do they stay like babies? Well, Yoda was always referred to as like ancient. Yeah. Which is like hundreds of years. Mm-hmm. So the development period is a portion of those hundreds yeah, of years. Yeah, I know. I'm just so. interested. <laughs> I don't think they have to worry about like, aging Grogu up for... So is he like, because like, he's supposed to be like 80, right? I think so. So is it is it like times 10? Is that how you do it? So like he's eight, basically? He's yeah. like an eight-year-old? I would say so. Yeah. Because so. he's eating frogs and doesn't care. Right. He's pushing buttons. He likes playing with bobbins and... So and it's going to be like, he's going to be like 160 before he seems like a teenager, <laughs> right? Yeah. Before he starts yeah. his rebellion. Yeah. <laughs> Teenage rebellion. That'll be season eight of Mando, which yeah. I hope comes out. He's going to outlive Mando. It's going to be interesting. They they can do like, if he's going to live that long, and where, where is he in the sequels? He should be around. That's it. They, interesting. They might have to do some fancy writing to be mm. like, he was stuck in that thing this whole time. Yeah. The hundred year trap that some random new guy made. <laughs> but coming to Disney Plus on March 1st. Hey. Soon. Yeah, very soon. And Andor recharged my love for it, so I, I, I'm getting past my burnt out. I'm excited for it. I'm hyped oh. for it. So that's why I wanted to talk about it on Nerd Alerts. That's good. I'm glad you're hyped. <laughs> Something else that I'm hyped for, we had talked about this previously mm-hmm. as well, but uh, it's been so long that I've forgotten about it, so now I get to be re-hyped about it, but that is the trailer for Dungeons & Dragons Honor Among Thieves. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> A little bit late in Mikey's predicted fantasy resurgence game. Nah, nah, nah. We're right in the middle of it. Okay, so it still applies. This is part of it. This is old school D&D writ large on the large screen. Yeah, I know. With Chris Pine, and I gotta say, 
I guess he does a good job of staying away a little bit because every time I see him, I'm like, that's a good guy. Oh, yeah. Like, I love the Star Trek movies that they did. Yeah. I guess you can take or leave those, but I thought he did a great job in those, you yeah, know? Yeah. But I never, I, he never gets overexposed to me. Like, mm. I, I don't get the, I haven't had any of the, oh, mm. go away, Chris Pine. I wonder if, I don't know much about his career. I wonder if he, like, does, like, stage in between or something. Oh, that makes sense. Because that's what happens to when actors disappear sometimes. Yep. And you're like, what the heck are they doing? And the next thing you know, you're like, oh, they just won a Tony. <laughs> and you're like, oh, yep. that's where they've been. Yeah. <laughs> He's going for that EGOT. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but no, it's him and Michelle Rodriguez. Yes, Love her. Uh, doing the usual, it's the usual trope character, but this time in fantasy garb. So I, I, I like that it's a little <laughs> bit of a twist on a variant. She's, she's a barbarian, right? Yeah, that's what yeah. it seems like. That's the best part about this trailer and hopefully this movie is it seems like exactly what we're getting. Like you can think barbarian and know what she's going to do. From what I saw from the trailer, it really looks like they are player characters. Mm-hmm. It's because the, the that one, I don't know who that guy was. The guy who's leading them around, it seems like so serious. And, oh, yeah. You, you know, and, and they're sitting there like cracking wise and goofing around and stuff. Yep. But he always is just says like, this is the next line in the module. So this is what I'm saying. And this is definitely the voice of the DM getting yeah. playing the NPC, kind of getting mad at the player. <laughs> yeah, right. She's like, pay attention. You're gonna need this piece of information <laughs> so we can go to the next scene. And like, there seems like there's a couple of ones rolled on the dies there. Oh, for sure. Stuff. And a couple of twenties rolled. And the also the hey, uh, don't trigger the mechanism. It's like, yeah, that's Oops, like I triggered the mechanism. That's a, definitely a, a crit one. Yeah. Somebody made a point online about. It. Because it does seem like it has the comedic bits like all good home game tabletop RPG does. Mm-hmm. Like you're going to have those silly human moments. And it seems like they put some of those in the movie. But somebody made the point. It's like I wish they went the length of like doing it almost Princess Bride style where you kind of got to see a little bit of the table. Maybe oh. go a little bit meta with it. <laughs> the table. Yeah. Just to make it like full on D&D. But this seems more like Thor Ragnarok where it's yeah, yeah, like... Yeah. It's an action romp from the word go. Right. Uh, yeah. No, I get it. But <laughs> and we and Hugh Grant's in there, which is I weird, know. But I, did we know that from before? This I, is the I don't I, remember seeing him before. I remember reading the name, but yeah. seeing it in the trailer and then connecting it, it was a it was a disconnect. I was like, oh yeah, that's Hugh Grant. Weird. And it's such a it's the setup is is so great. It's like you're a group of thieves. You stole the thing for somebody, and now it's like caused almost the world to end. So you, you have to try and fix it it's module it's yeah. it's a one shot and then the red witch the the, the bad red witch looks awesome as a bad guy typical D bad guy with the army of the undead come on that's like classic that's level five and under awesome we're gonna knock this out in a weekend type stuff i'm really interested to see how it does and if it does well what they're gonna do from here because this is called dungeons and dragons honor among thieves i wonder what the plan is are you just gonna keep doing different Dungeons and Dragons things? Are you going to stay with, is this going to be a recurring campaign? Or a character dies and then, you know, the new character joins the party. Yeah. But you could definitely do, like, different settings and different (laughs) campaigns. New character joins the party and acts just like the other character. Same actress or actor. Because it's the same player. (laughs) That'd be hilarious. Just different outfit and different gear. (laughs) That'd be really funny. Maybe different multi-class re-roll. That'd be really funny. 
No, I could see them doing a, like it could be a series. Yeah, there is one. The next thing in my nerd alerts is there's kind of a wrench in that because it's actually a bigger discussion than just the one we're having here. Is that the question is now? Some fans are debating whether to go see this movie at all. Why? Because recently, Wizards of the Coast, yeah, owners and proprietors of Dungeons and Dragons mm-hmm. and, and all of its media. Uh-huh after numerous years of having it one way, have gone and altered their copyright license, their OGL, their open gaming license. Okay. To make it real simple, essentially Dungeons & Dragons has always been quote-unquote open source, Uh where Wizards of the Coast owned it, but if you wanted to make something that spun off of it, make your own D&D thing, do whatever you want with it, have fun. Yeah. You would never get a and d a cease and desist. Right. It was always fair game because it's a nerd community building and telling stories right. and building a world together. Okay. I think about three weeks ago at this point, Wizard of the Coast said, no, we want money. So now everything is proprietary. If you want to use it, you got to get permission. All the things that currently exist no longer can exist unless you pay us money. And hmm. anything created in the name of D&D is still allowed, but we own it as soon as it's created. Is it the D20 system or, or just the D&D stuff? Uh, well, just the D&D proper, okay. but affecting their D20 system, yes. Mm, interesting. I, I think they've made a new one after next, but I think this applies to all properties going back to even advanced Dungeons & Dragons. Mm, interesting. I didn't even know that it was that open source anymore. If you had asked me, I would have been like, no, you can't do that. Yeah, I got you. But hmm. it, ha- it it just has fans and a little bit, I guess I'll say, kerfuffle. But there's nothing stopping you from making your own modules with your friends still. That's it. And can't it's, all, it. it's all made up. Hmm. Interesting. I think it's just a principles argument because it does come across as kind of a jerk move from Wizards of the Coast. After all this time to be like, uh, no, we want money. Yeah. Which kind of seems like the angle here. Yeah. The, the act of saying everything before... Is kind of the jerk move in my mind. Yeah. If they want to go, like, from now on. Yeah, we're making a new system, and this one is going to be where right. it's it's solely under our creative control. Right. I but, get that. But doing, like, everything, I, I can see what they're saying, but that to me, that doesn't seem like, like, they've already been paid for this movie, probably, mm-hmm. and you're just punishing the creators and everyone else who made this film. Oh, for sure. Not... Wizards of the Coast. Yeah. So I don't, I think that not going to see it because of that is kind of sour grapes. I get it. Seems like Twitter anger <laughs> gone wild again. <laughs> and uh, it, it is purely a principled stand, you right. know, because like you're saying, the, the money's already, you can't really affect the money at this point. Movies made, people had all the deals done. And I think it is a, a little bit more harmful than you would, might think it would be, not in the Wizards of the Coast sense, but like, the whole point is we want more stuff like this. The only way they're going to make more stuff like this, mm-hmm. it's supported. Yeah. Yes, if you don't go see it, you might be given, you know, pointing your nose up at Wizards of the Coast, but you're also hurting the chances of cool D&D media coming out on a large scale. Like right, this. right. I say go see it, yeah. but I don't know if that makes me supportive of the man. <laughs> yeah. Well. But D&D, Honor Among Thieves, comes out March 31st, the end of March, so... It's imminent. I'll be in the seat with because I want to see the. Yeah. I, I love tropey D and D. Yes, it's it's always a fun time to me. I think that we need to arrange a uh, group round table, Ooh. A, a, a watching tape. <laughs> 
can you believe they made that character decision? That was totally player knowledge. We can get mad like yeah. on a deeper level. That would be great. <laughs> if they start doing table talk. Yes. Uh, we'll transition to this because it kind of fits, but it's just, it's weird. This is left field, but that's not the only game they're making a movie on. And I'm not even talking about video games this time. They're bringing board game movies back. Oh, like that Battleship movie? Yeah. <laughs> that terrible, terrible Battleship movie? Yeah. I mean, like, I guess you could argue Clue works, and that's, I guess, based on a board game. Yeah. Okay. But I would say that's the exception to the rule that what are you doing making a movie out of a board game? Yeah, I mean, Clue's different because it's a mystery and there's characters and things happen in places, but, like, Battleship was literally, like, they just made a they just made a movie about some battleship and then just called it Battleship basically. <laughs> because that's all you can do. Yeah, because the game is literally just you just call out numbers and try to sync out someone else's battleship. That's it. Yeah. Terrible movie. It was really bad. <laughs> There's two guys sitting there calling out numbers. I can't believe I paid twelve dollars <laughs> for that. No. Uh but the one in the headlines is it's it involves Con- Mattel. Connect four. <laughs> and no, Warner Brothers. That's, Bad- Park, that's Parker Brothers. Yep. Now, this is Mattel, and it's uh, uh, Warner Brothers Bad Robot is making Hot Wheels. It's a movie based on the toy Hot Wheels, so not a board game, but Hot Wheels is the first in line. They're going to be doing Rock'em Sock'em Robots, a Magic 8-Ball movie, an Uno movie, a Masters of the Universe movie, a Polly Pocket movie, and a Thomas and Friends live-action movie. Okay, wait, hold on. So toys and board games. So we start Hot Wheels? Yes. Doesn't make any sense. Those are just cars. Yes. What's the next one? Rock'em Sock'em Robots. Scott will be there. Not Scott. <laughs> giant will Fighting be Robots. be there, Giant Fighting Robots. That maybe, I mean, that almost makes sense, I guess, if it's about just like a robot combat sports. There you go. I mean, sort of. Yep. Well, what's the next one? Uh, Magic 8-Ball. What? What? I don't. You show up to the theater and it says, try again later. Yeah, I don't, I mean, I can see that if it's if it's a Magic 8-Ball that actually works, but okay, I guess. Uno? Uno? That makes no sense. <laughs> Unless it's like life Uno and somebody tells you you have to reverse. That means you have to like move or change jobs or something. I do not know how you something. make an Uno movie. I do not. Okay, next. <laughs> uh, Masters of the Universe. Oh, well, they did that before. Yep. That makes sense. That's yeah. Out of most of these, that makes the most sense. Polly Pocket. Well, I guess. It's like the Barbie movie. There you go. And then uh, Trains, Thomas and Friends. Okay, well, they had a TV show of that. Yep. So that makes sense. The, the Uno is the one that makes the least sense. <laughs> Uno? It's just a card game. It's like poker, the game. Uh, maybe they'll do it like the... Did you ever see that Jeremy Renner movie, Tag, where it's the friends that have played Tag their whole <laughs> life? Maybe it'll be some framework like that. Blackjack, the game. Yeah, but we're making a movie based on a card game and board game. It's ridiculous. That's weird. <laughs> the two guys that are responsible for it, uh, Dalton Lieb and Nicholas Larson, Sound like a good creative duo. They're they're representing Bad Robot, which is J.J. Abrams' yeah, company. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they had two original things they wanted to bring up because instead of paying for these original ideas, they hired them to do all these like board game toy properties, which is crazy. But uh, one, they pitched a show, a sci-fi show called Endurance, and it follows a group of AI robots who have been marooned on Mars and begin to turn on one another while setting up a colony for humans. Mm. I want to see an AI robot sitcom slash maybe possibly thriller. Is that Rock'em Sock'em Robot? Oh, maybe that's why the, the, <laughs> there's where the property tie-in is. And they also wrote something called Strongman, which is a darkly comedic reimagining of the making of the original Star Wars trilogy through the eyes of David Prowse. 
the English oh, bodybuilder geez. behind Darth Vader's mask. So there's a they did a spec script for a, I guess a mockumentary about mm. the original Star Wars trilogy. That's interesting. Sounds like my kind of dudes. Yeah. Well, I mean, you can get an idea out of anywhere, but just some of those things. Just I don't know what you do with Uno. <laughs> I don't know. What you do. I mean, I can see if like a magic eight ball is really magic. Well, that's interesting. You could do something with that, like a Jumanji type. Yeah, thing. yeah, like yeah. Jumanji. Jumanji. That's a board game game. Yeah, one. I'd say another. I exception. mean, board game movie. Board game game. <laughs> board game movie. And the second one is a video game movie, technically. But that, yeah, that's true. But I don't know if there was ever actually a Jumanji video game. Was there? I would say after the movie. Well, yeah, after the movie. Maybe like a PC game that you could buy at Walmart right. for seven bucks. That was fun because they knew they were actually in a video game. Which was <laughs> neat. It was a good time. Yeah. The, the Karen Gillian. Yeah, yeah I yeah. like those movies. It was a good time. Yeah. Hard not to like the Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Yeah. I did have one bullet point on board games in here. You love, you have mentioned loving the game Thunder Road, right? The Thunder board game. Road. The old card board game with cars where they fight each other is that yes is that what it was called it's called thunder road and they're making another updated modern one called thunder road vendetta oh really yeah i saw this in board game news i remember you talking about the old school like it's the mad max board game yeah, essentially yeah, yeah, yeah they're bringing it back but this time oh, wow you have to go look it up and this goes to people listening too because the actual like models and pieces and sets look cool so oh, wow now that the <laughs> like all those things have been elevated because nerds run the right, board right, game right. industry now. So having a cool mini is like now default and that works perfectly for the Mad Max style board game. Wow, that's cool. I didn't I thought I was like one of the only ones in the world who remember that game. <laughs> you weren't because it's it's getting a it's getting a re release. Mm. Maybe they're just cashing in on nostalgia, but hey, it'll be it looks cool enough to play. That was super cool to stick in movies just a little bit we'll do this so i spend the majority of my time on reddit reddit gives me things that come from sci-fi pulse.net which does surveys that are powered by casino alpha.ie okay all that to say this based on searches there's a listing of the 10 anticipated superhero movies oh and I bring this up because I'm surprised by a lot of them. There's no, nothing's anticipated. <laughs> Everyone's tired of superhero movies and they want fantasy movies. That's true. But if you had asked me to guess, I would have gotten Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. Mm-hmm. But then after that, it was sort of a, a dice toss for me. Coming at the bottom of those, though, we've got Shazam, the sequel, Fury of the Gods. Oh. I like that movie, that's, the first one. That's in 10. That was a fun time. Yeah. I haven't seen anything about the sequel mm-hmm. yet, so maybe they're waiting for their slot. Number nine, Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. No. I'm um, front row not, for that, that one. That should be more than nine. The first one was so... Okay. Coming in above that, Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom. Boo. <laughs> uh, above that one is Blue Beetle. I know the name. I know the costume, but this seems like such an unknown property to be... <laughs> I don't even know what Blue Beetle is. Uh, he comes from DC, which is probably why oh, yeah. neither of us are too familiar with him and probably why we haven't heard too much about him. But, <laughs> uh, he was always, the vibe I always got from him was that he's like a he's like a Deadpool. He's like the do whatever he wants, break the fourth wall, be mm. real meta and snarky. So, mm. But above that is phase five starting off 
with Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania. Oh, yeah. It's about to come out, right? February 17th. Oh. So very, very soon. Very Phase really. 5 is starting. That's another trailer that actually came out. I didn't put it in the up top, but... Ant-Man and Wasp Quantumania or Marvel Avatar. <laughs> is that the vibe you got from the trailer? Like, I was like, nothing's real in this. There's nothing real in this. That is very true. At all. No. Because it looks like the majority of this movie is taking place in the quantum realm. Yes. Which, as an idea, is very cool. Because, like, Ant-Man is all about scale as a superpower. Mm -hmm. And they've done the really small-scale, like, family story. And now they're doing, I guess, the epic grandiose. But it is like you're saying, it, this is all could have been done in, what is the Star Wars thing called? The volume. The volume, yes. Yeah. It could have been done in the volume. Yeah. it's. I mean, I like Paul Rudd. I like to see him do things. Yes. So I'll I'll see it. I'll be glad to see it. But at the same time, I was watching the trailer going like, nothing's real here except for the humans. <laughs> I don't think anything is real at all. Nope. You changed his daughter on us again. Well, yeah, justifiably, though. Yeah. They had the time jump. So, yeah, I guess that's true. But but it was so long. I think that actress would probably actually be and whatever. Anyway. Well, they it is a different actress, I think, from the first time they shoulder is older. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it seems like, aww. But I'm with you. I'm there for Paul Rudd. I'm there for Evangeline Lilly and Michelle Pfeiffer and yeah, yeah. Michael Douglas. And But, it, like, what's going on? We know that Kang the Conqueror is there. Yeah. He's charismatic as a bad guy. But what's at stake? Who knows? Yeah, right. And this is the start of the phase. Where are they going from here? Yeah. I'm interested to see it. But, uh, again, it's like, am I getting CGI'd out maybe <laughs> a little bit? I don't know. Give me some practical. Yeah. Give me some human stories. Yeah. I can dig it. Coming in above Ant-Man and the Wasp is Craven the Hunter. What? That's number four. Craven the Hunter? Out of top Is that ten. a movie from 1975? What is that? <laughs> yeah. Craven the Hunter uh, from Spider-Man comics. Right. Essentially the Spider-Man version of Sabretooth from X-Men, mm -hmm. if, you, if you're familiar with that one more. But yeah, he's, he's the fourth most anticipated movie, according I, to these. I didn't even know about it. <laughs> it's, it's completing the Sony... Spider-Man oh, side of movies. It's on over there. So will they actually have Spider-Man in it? We don't even know. Weird. Uh, but the guy playing Craven is Aaron Taylor Johnson, who was in Kick-Ass. Okay. And he was just in Bullet Train. Really, one of those really side great characters. Mm -hmm. A character actor, I guess, is what you want to say. Mm -hmm. But he's not immediately recognizable, but the things he does are very good. Mm -hmm. So that has me a little excited for Craven the Hunter, but... I'm just, there's so many questions about it. I guess that's why it's so high up on the searches. People are like, oh, maybe what that's is why. This? Yeah, that's, that, that's true. We might be getting some of that. Because there is some caveat with number one that I want to oh, lay down. But uh -huh. uh, number three, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three. Okay. That's not surprising. Number two, The Marvels. Yes. That's up there as number two on people's most anticipated. And then number one is The Flash. The Flash. Yes. Again, if if this is like an algorithmical thing where people it's just showing up because people are like Googling it, then I could see them just looking to see if it's the guy from the show. Yes. And that's why it's being pushed to the top. Yes. Because it is like to give it its dues, it is popular. The Flash show is one of the bigger superhero Right. Shows. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. And I think part of the controversy, how did the British people say it from before? Controversy. Is that it's not that guy. Yes. And that guy is very popular as The Flash. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of people are upset that it's not that guy. Yep. And I could see that 
trending on the interwebs. That was exactly and making my, that be yeah. pushed up to one. Yeah, that's what I was thinking as well. Because he's like super famous from like the meme of in front of the grave and stuff too. <laughs> yeah, you know that's <laughs> yeah. that's him. Yeah. Well, I was gonna chalk it up to the same thing. It's people searching it to find out what's happening as far as like the production right. of it, rather than being like, when's it coming out? Right. But the Marvels is up there, and I'll take that one being in number two because. It looks cool. We're we're excited for it, but it's also one of the ones we don't know. We know the players involved, but mm-hmm. we don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. Because last we left off, it was just that the beat in the closet where they switch places. Yeah. How does that affect it? But yeah, those are the top 10 according to, like I said, uh, according to CasinoAlpha.ie. Those are the top 10 most searched superhero movies that people are anticipating. Is that like, that sounds like a space station you go gamble at. If, it, if it's online illegal gambling, I do not support it. That's uh, just where I got it. It sounds like that. I, I'm pretty sure that you have, it's it's in Alpha Centauri. Yeah, it's orbiting the planet there. They've got some hologram that's like, welcome to Casino Alpha. Yeah, <laughs> I know. If you're in the Lagoon Suite, <laughs> please take the hollow deck to the 30-second airlock. <laughs> I get what you're saying. Yeah, see? I don't know if this falls into anticipated movies, but it is superheroes, and mm. I was so surprised to see it in the headlines again. But Channing Tatum apparently still really wants to be Gambit. Really? Yeah. Mm. Thoughts immediately just on that sentence. Channing Tatum as Gambit. Well, first of all, I just saw a trailer for they're doing Magic Mike another one. Magic Mike 3? Yeah. Anyway, (laughs) I forgot, like, I've seen him in so much other stuff, I forgot, like, that was, like, kind of his breakout. Oh, for sure. Was Magic Mike. Mm -hmm. So I'm sitting there going, like, oh, yeah. Yeah. And there's some people hooting in the... (laughs) That was very funny in the theater. But, (laughs) um, yeah, is he from Louisiana? Because isn't Gambit supposed to be like New Orleans? Yeah, he's supposed to be Nolans. He's supposed to have that yeah. Cajun French he's, yeah. brogue. He is ha- supposed to have that weird accent that makes you go like, wait, you're from New York? No, wait, you're not from New York. That sounds weird. Where the heck, you know, that weird <laughs> uh, Harry Connick Jr. accent. He really did. Yep. Yeah. I, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> he seems too bro-y to me. He seems too silly to me. Yeah. But the broy factors into that. If that makes if broy is yeah. that a word? Yeah, you know what I mean, you, like that's kind of how he was in Twenty One Jump Street. Yeah, yep. He's kind of like he is the jockey of the. If he put him yes. in a teen movie, he's going to be in that side of right. things. Yeah, the Gambit always struck me as swamp people. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? No, Gambit always struck me as like debonair and suave. Well, you know, yeah, it's true. I guess I should say he's struck me as a like a like a Bourbon Street dude. There you go. So I guess I shouldn't say swamp people, even though it's built on a swamp. But he definitely does have that swamp accent. Yeah. He should anyway. Yeah, he should. But Channing Tatum says he keeps reaching out to Marvel. They haven't responded. (laughs) (laughs) Well. But he has ideas for it. He wants to make it slightly Deadpool-esque. And that's trending because Deadpool and Wolverine is coming with Hugh Jackman confirmed to be Wolverine. But yeah, Channing Tatum wants to be Gambit. He couldn't give it up. He couldn't give it up. He said he was done. He couldn't. But I see this as like a crossover episode. So yeah, I know. But he gets still. to have fun with it. Yeah. Yeah. But still, he's like that character died with Logan. I don't know who would be who would be a better Gambit. I'm like I'm not gonna pick a like a an actor from Louisiana because that's too hard. Yeah. And too limiting. But, but I see like like a Timothy Chalamet is who I see. I was kind of going Joseph Gordon-Levitt. There you see, yeah. Yeah. But it's the smaller, suave, like, agile guys. Yeah. It's not 
Channing Tatum, you'd make a wonderful Colossus. Yeah. But maybe that's just me stereotyping. I don't know. Maybe, maybe. But no, I think that's the, in a casting, in a a casting pool, I think Joseph Gordon-Levitt and Timothy Chalamet are in the same casting pool. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I think we're, we're thinking the same thing (laughs) over here. It just beat Henry Cavill. Put Henry Cavill in everything. No, I'm just teasing. You could. That'd be great. Chris Pine. There you go. He'd make a good Gambit. He would. No, he would. <laughs> I think he's too short, though. So. Because when I think of Gambit, I think like. Well, oh. so are Timothy Chalamet and Jogo. Those guys are short, too. <laughs> Jogo. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know you were on nickname terms with Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Jogo. I, I know. I'm, I'm yeah. jealous of that relationship. <laughs> <laughs> Well, but hey, fingers crossed. Maybe we'll get to see Channing Tatum or somebody else's Gambit because yeah. I don't see Gambit as a Deadpool type either. That's my other complaint. But hey, that yeah. would lead the road to more X Men, and I do like Gambit. So no, I, you're right. I can see like it being more like a uh, that debonair New Orleans vibe, kind of like leaning towards like Anne Ricey because that was in New Orleans, wasn't it? Oh, absolutely. The interview with a vampire. Yep. Yeah, that that kind of vibe. Yeah. Below the Mason Dixon line, Southern yeah. Bell and vampires. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But this is mutants <laughs> instead of vampires. Same sort of thing, though. Yeah. The the seductive power. Yeah, exactly. I, he should show up more. I really liked him too. Yep. I mean, he freaking charges up playing cards and throws them, and they explode. He I mean, can charge cool up is anything yeah. is what we're given to believe, and he yeah. chooses playing cards. Well, because you get a pack of ammo basically, <laughs> and that you can flick them really well. But it could have gone south. He could have had like he could have been like a homeless dude that has like a ziploc full of coins, and he's yeah. like, "This is my power." Well, I guess throwing pennies at you. It would be kind of uh, bottle caps, snapping <laughs> bottle caps at people. But you can't. There are people who can really accurately throw playing cards. Oh, for sure. Yeah, which is kind of neat. Yeah. If I spent any time on TikTok, I'm sure I would see those. Just yeah. kidding. I've seen those on TikTok. Yeah. The guys that sit there, but you know they sit there all day. Yeah. At least that's what I tell myself because I don't like. No, they do. Okay, they do. Anyone who's super good at something does it all the time. That makes me feel better because then otherwise I feel like I'm missing out on having magical card powers. No, and that's a bummer. No. Uh, and then a final note that ties in with uh, maybe people not fitting the role you would think, but Harrison Ford is coming back. Okay. Not in Indiana Jones like we talked about last week. Okay. Uh, they're putting him in a sitcom. They're going to let him be funny. What? And he's going to be playing an old, cantankerous, funny uh, psychiatrist in a movie called Shrinking. Oh. So it's not a sitcom. It's a movie still. No, it's a series. It's a series? It's a series. Oh. He's going to be a recurring role on a series, the main star being uh, Jason Siegel from How I Met Your Mother oh. and Forgetting Sarah Marshall, is essentially playing a, it's by the people that made Ted Lasso. Okay. So good crew there. Is it on Apple? Yes, and it is on Apple. Okay. So a lot of the same players, but what Ted Lasso did for uh, British football, this will be doing for a sly, wholesome look at psychiatry and what happens when a psychiatrist goes a little bit crazy with his patients, but in the fun, chaotic way. Interesting. And uh, Harrison Ford is playing Jason Segel's mentor, who apparently... Does drugs, has uh, gotten, still loves his job, but has gotten a little cranky with life. So Hmm. Harrison Ford being funny. Yeah, well, you know, that's interesting, but I can see it. Hey, uh, speaking of psychiatry sitcoms. Yes. On Netflix, we ran across at my house a older Canadian sitcom called Michael Tuesdays and Thursdays. Michael Tuesdays and Thursdays? Yes. This is a complete blind spot. Yeah, it's on Netflix. I think it just showed up. Okay, lay it on me. we've been watching it, and it is 
good. <laughs> it is funny. Awesome. It has Ed Asner in it as a like a bit part. I like it. It's a Asner. bit cameo part. Nice. And he's brilliant. It's hilarious. It's basically about a psychiatrist and uh, or a therapist, I guess. And uh, his patient, Michael, who's has like an extreme social anxiety. <laughs> and yeah, that's what it's about. It's great. It's really funny. Cool. I, I don't recognize any of the people other than that Ed Asner. Okay. It. It's a bunch of really good Canadian actors. And uh, it's funny. That's the thing with Canadian TV because they always had to make their own stuff. So there are stuff, right. there is things like that that you miss. Right. Okay. Michael Tuesdays and Thursdays. Yeah. I recommend it. It's very funny. If it hits too close to home, though, as a, as a Michael with social anxiety, I'm going to have No, I think it might be one of those things that make you feel better about everything. Yeah, um, yeah. And it, it's fun because I, I love how they'll do, you know, exterior shots. Yeah. And, like, there'll be a Canadian flag flying, and you'll be like, oh, yeah, this is in Canada. <laughs> it's bizarro America. Yeah. I forgot. It's funny. I'll have to definitely have to check that out because half the reason I brought up the Harrison Ford thing is one, we love Harrison Ford, and I'm glad they're letting him be silly in a series. Mm-hmm. Going back to our old TV movie conversation from a couple episodes ago. Yeah. This is Ted Lasso, people, and Ted Lasso has blown up, deservedly so. Deservedly so. This is great. That that I resisted that show. Yes. Because I heard so many like normies talking about it and people who are into premier league soccer talking about it who are like weird alternative sports guys there's these weird alternative sports guys out there i don't know if you've run into them but like (laughs) like they're like oh yeah they're like i'm super into sports but not the sports everyone else is into you know and it's like (laughs) oh my god it's an elitist bro it's like i don't know if this is better or worse i'm into cornhole and darts that's it (laughs) well Okay, <laughs> uh, but, you know, oh, I get up early in the morning to watch Premier League live, and it's like, that's nice. That's a soccer nerd, though. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Yep. I know, but at the same time, all of those guys were into that show, so I was like, I don't think I'll like this. Yep. And then I got the free trial, and I watched it, and I was like, oh, this show is brilliant. Yeah. Brilliant, and it's feel-good. Like, yeah. it makes you feel better. Yeah. And a lot of shows, yes, they're funny or they're action-packed, but it's rare to find the show that makes you feel good. Yeah. And so when that does happen, I like to point it out. So watch Ted Lasso right. like we have, and then Harrison Ford in a feel-good. Yeah. Oh, I'm super excited for it. Sounds good. Michael Tuesdays and Thursdays is pretty feel-good, too. On Netflix. Yeah. It's going on my, at the top of my queue. Yeah. Maybe I can squeeze it in before Mando gets here on the first. Oh, probably. I think there's only 12 episodes. <laughs> and then a final closing note, because it kind of fits on what we were talking about. But uh, this comes from Twitter, and a, a user named Jinkies was talking about Scooby-Doo, but not the hubbub that's going on right now. Old school Scooby-Doo. And she said, it's so weird to me that people label Fred the athlete of Mystery Incorporated. Okay. He came up with highly extravagant plans, was always the one reading the newspaper, Wanted to be a mystery writer and did acting at school. Fred is the art kid. Shaggy, however, was a track star and a top gymnast, which is why he and Scooby were always used as bait and runners in the plans and potentially why he consumed so much food. Shaggy is the athlete. Where did all this backstory information come from? That's I guess that's based on cartoon lore. I remember like Fred being that way. He was always in charge of the plans and he did have the newspaper. He was always the one like... Oh, this this old man had this problem. Yeah, but I, I didn't know about all all the lore of that. <laughs> I never saw him as the athlete anyway. I always saw him as kind of like the, uh, 
I don't know what you'd call them. The academic or whatever, I guess, which is what this person's kind of saying. Yes. Because he had like an ascot or whatever (laughs) that was. Yep. (laughs) He definitely had the 80s bad guy look. He seemed like... Like sweater over the shoulders. He seemed like young professor from Gilligan's Island. Oh, there you go. what he always struck me as. I believe it. I guess it's just the way he was drawn. I couldn't help it. It's the way he was drawn. (laughs) He looked burly. And if she, it's funny that like Shaggy was like <laughs> Shaggy was like the, the really good athlete who like kind of hurt himself. So he started smoking. There you go. <laughs> <having> Scooby snacks. <laughs> Next thing you know, he's a burnout. <laughs> but then you forget that like he actually would run really fast while yeah. carrying giant Scooby-Doo. Yeah. That's, that's almost true. Olympic level that's athlete. True. That's true. I like that funny little twist though. What if Shaggy was the athlete all along? Yeah. I never... <laughs> I never saw him as the athlete. Anyway, interesting. I didn't know people saw him as the athlete. I could see where you would make that assumption, though. Because to me, it was always it was always uh, Gilligan's Island, like the professor, okay, Ginger and Marianne, yep. right, and and Gilligan, and then I guess Scooby Doo was the skipper. Uh, prob- yeah. You know, that's kind of how I always kind of saw it. You should take the howls out. That completely. makes sense. Yeah, that makes it a little bit easier. Yeah. I I come from more of I guess. Archie Comics vibe of it, where it's oh yeah, that's Jack, true. pretty girl, nerd, right, burnout, um, yeah, mascot. And maybe that's what people were looking at, but for some reason, I was looking at it through a Gilgan's Island lens because I knew that like, uh, which is pr- I would say is closer probably to the goal of yeah the, the Fl- creators because the Flintstones was just the honeymooners. <laughs> yeah, that's true. So um, you know, bang, zoom straight to the Jetsons. <laughs> they even talk like them. Both of them talk like. Oh my gosh! It, it was it was such a ripoff. It's so funny what you could get away with back in the day. Different time. Yeah, <laughs> it would have never never passed. <laughs> but now we have to find out: Do other people see Fred as the jock, or do you see Fred as the the Ivy League school kid like Kevin yeah. does? Yeah, the the skipper. More uh, Archie comics or more Gilligan's Island? Yes. Let us know. And and, th- and people are like, they're going, we don't know what either of those things are. We have no <laughs> idea what they are. We only know Scooby-Doo from Instagram cosplayers. <laughs> but that makes me, like, that makes me curious to go find what is, like, the modern equivalent, because there kind of has to be one, but what is the modern equivalent to today's Gilligan's Island uh, oh. that carries on those sort of tropes? I don't know if there's anything like that anymore. Well, I'll have to think of it. Uh, Come up with the other side of that argument. Maybe there's something on that 90s show. <laughs> what if it's Love Island and I'm just missing out? <laughs> <laughs> Love Island. <laughs> oh, man. Oh. That is all the nerd alerts I got. So I'm oh. shutting down the feed. The Nerd Alert feed is shutting down. You know what that means? That means the pizza's here. Bing bong. And you know that means it's the end of the podcast. So we want you to tell us what you think about all the Nerd Alerts we talked about. Yes. Are you excited about the things we're excited about? Do you think some of the stuff is lame? Are you not going to go see the Dungeons and Dragons movie because of what Wizards of the Coast is doing? Yeah, are you taking a stand? Let us know. Yeah, let us know. You can hit us up on all our social medias at AssumingPod, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Mostly Instagram, I say. We have, we've we been gaining like so many followers there, so keep it up, keep it up, keep it up, because yeah. Twitter's a dumpster fire. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, you can also Gmail us, AssumingPositions at gmail.com. Every week, every single week for the past, I don't know how many weeks, I say, Mikey, 
Almost more than well, more than two hundred weeks. Yeah, Mikey, how would you like the Gmail formatted? There's only so many ways you can get the news. I, I think know. I've already requested by pigeon. I know. Message in a bottle. Yep, yeah, I've already done, done telegraph that. with the stops. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, how can you get me the news? Yeah, just print it out, roll it up like a newspaper, and come throw it at my front door. <laughs> I'll leave. I'll leave my address at the after this and and song, and you can no, <laughs> just kidding. Send me an email. Let me know about whatever. What is news to you that's not news to us that we're missing? Yeah. Give me some news. That's what I want to hear from. Oh, yeah. We might use it on the next Nerd Alerts. For sure. We want to thank you guys so much for listening. You're the best positrons there could ever be. Pew, pew. We also want to thank That Guy Brad for doing our announcing, Not Scott Productions for being in the booth and providing our equipment, and Jazzar for our music. We hope you guys have a good rest of your week. Ma. Did you say bye or ma? Ma, 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 get the meatloaf. Ma, we want meatloaf. I'm saying bye, ma, bye, ma, meatloaf. Bye.